If you take your Bibles and turn to Hosea chapter 7, Hosea chapter 7, God willing will be expounding verses 8 through 9, Hosea chapter 7, verses 8 through 9, the title of the message this morning is Half-Baked Christians. We sure enjoyed our building on Jesus class next door this morning. Looking forward to continuing through that and then take a, a short recession and then start a, another Genesis to Jesus class. And if you have not gone through the Genesis to Jesus class, I highly encourage everyone here to go through it. In our verses last week, God began using cooking analogies. Remember that? Cooking analogies to describe Israel's behavior. For example, God said Israel was unfaithful to him like a baker who lights his oven in preparation for making bread. Bread doesn't get made on accident. My mother made some of the best uh, yeast rolls Friday that I got to eat. And it didn't just happen on accident. It took a lot of preparation and all that. Bread doesn't get made on accident. There's some very intentional steps that have to take place, such as heating, leavening, kneading. And nobody accidentally bakes bread, and nobody accidentally betrays God, which is what God was trying to get over to them. By lighting the oven, leavening, in kneading, the baker shows his intent, and Israel worked her sin just like the baker worked his dough. Israel ate her kings like bread, not allowing them to reign over them in a godly manner, but either spoiling them or killing them or uh, corrupting them because they wanted a society that was thoroughly turned to sin, just like ours today. Remember, we learned last week, God doesn't accept half-hearted holiness. And in the same way, Satan doesn't accept half-hearted sinfulness. So they leavened their bread until it was leavened all the way, full of wickedness is what that was a picture of. And now this morning, God is going to use another cooking analogy. Jeremy, y'all ought to enjoy this, being the bakers that you are. But he's going to use another cooking analogy to describe Israel again. And I must say it is quite a wonderful analogy. Now remember, Ephraim was a name for Israel. So when you see uh, Israel, just like if you were to see the name Jacob, that would be for all of the Israelites, all uh, of the tribes. And if you see the name Ephraim, that's another name for the northern kingdom of Israel. And in Hosea chapter 7, verse 8, God said, if you look here now in Hosea 7, 8, Ephraim, that is the northern part of, of Israel, he hath mixed himself among the people. Isn't that good, brother? He, <laughs> he hath mixed himself among the people. If you're going to make bread, you've got to mix certain ingredients together, right? You've got to mix certain ingredients together. And in the Bible, God has given us the recipe for success. When my mother made those, those delicious rolls, she followed a recipe. And if you have a recipe that has turned out good rolls or good bread, if you continue to follow that recipe to the letter, you'll continue to have 
good bread. You bake and you mix all the right ingredients with all the right proportions. In the Bible, God has given us the recipe for success. If you want good bread as a baker, then all you have to do is follow a good recipe for bread. And if you want a, uh, a good success as a nation, then all you have to do is follow a good recipe for a nation. And God had given Israel, and He has given us a good recipe for our nation in His law. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, if you want to write that down in your margin or in your notes, God told Israel, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Ephraim should have mixed himself with the Word of God. Ephraim should have mixed himself with the truth of God, but instead Ephraim mixed himself with the people of the world, of the godless nations around him. All Israel had to do was follow the recipe God gave them in His Word, and their nation, like good bread, would have turned out great. But Israel rejected God's recipe for success and followed a recipe for disaster instead. God said, Ephraim, that is Israel, he's mixed himself among the people. Now, he's not talking about the Israelites. He's talking about mixing himself around the people of the godless nation around him. Now, those of y'all who saw my video earlier this year, uh, when I, I grew my own wheat in my backyard, and I ground it into flour the other day, and my wife took that freshly ground flour, and she also followed a recipe for success for bread. And she took so much of that wheat and mixed it with so much milk and so much butter and so much leavening agents until it made the perfect dough. And then she made perfect bread from it in the oven she lit. But suppose my wife would have taken that fresh ground wheat and instead of mixing it with milk and butter and leavening, let's say she mixed that fresh ground wheat with sand and gravel and dry cement. In that case, we would not have had soft, tasty bread. We would have had nutritious, inedible concrete. Right? Now here's a kingdom truth for you this morning. When you mix holy grain with unholy ingredients, your bread will fail every time. When you mix holy grain with unholy ingredients, your bread will fail every time. If you mix the holy church with uh, the world's unholy thinking, your bread is going to fail. I saw a... Uh, a video yesterday, someone was celebrating a church service, and all I could think of was how ridiculous that church service was. They had some kind of, it looked like in their music program, they were acting some stuff out, and Jesus was on the stage, and all these people that's supposed to look like demons or whatever was trying to get this young lady and they were pulling her back and Jesus went over and roadblocked them and 
And I'm thinking, that is absolutely ridiculous. And that's not how uh, Jesus works. That's not how God's Spirit works. And it was teaching in that service an untruth, creating an uh, unbiblical concept of spiritual warfare in the believers' minds. And it's very, very unfortunate. But when you mix the Holy Church with the world's unholy way of thinking, your bread's going to fail. If you mix the right translation of the Bible with the wrong doctrine, your bread's going to fail. <laughs> if you mix believers with unbelievers, which is what happened with Ephraim, is what happened with Israel. If you mix believers with unbelievers, your bread is going to fail. That's what collapsed society and caused Noah's flood. The, the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took unto them wives whatever they chose. They didn't choose the women based on what they believed, but based on how they looked. And you had believers and unbelievers unequally yoked together. That's why the Bible tells us in the New Testament to not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Likewise, if you mix the holy kingdom of God, like Israel, with the pagan kingdoms of this world, as Israel did, your bread will fail. Ephraim, Israel, was a holy people. They were called of God out of this world. But God's people mixed themselves together with the heathen religions of this world. I was listening to Brother Shepherd Sunday School a few Sundays back. And he was talking about how this king had them take a, an altar he saw from a different religion and mix it in with the, with the, 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 the temple worship and all. And, and just taking that pagan religion and mixing it in with the true religion. That's what God's talking about here when he said Ephraim has mixed himself among the people. You're taking some of the world's way of thinking. You're taking some of the uh, unbiblical uh, corruptions and some of the pagan religions and you're just mixing it all together trying to make something beautiful. And in the end, you're, you're ruining everything. They were the right people mixed with the wrong religions. They were the right grain. They were Abraham's seed. And they were mixed with the wrong ingredients. So their bread would fail. And this is why God said, look back in your text, Ephraim is a cake not turned. Another baking illustration. First, the wrong ingredients. The wrong recipe. Second, the wrong way to cook. <laughs> the wrong way to cook. Ephraim is a cake not turned. Now, not all cakes. My wife loves cake. In her favorite kind of cakes, they don't have to be turned. You just pop them in the oven. They stay at a consistent temperature, and, and, and it'll come out all yummy, and she'll eat it up and then feel guilty about it afterward. We've been through all that. But some cakes do have to be turned. And I'm somewhat of an expert on them, so I can speak with authority on this. I love getting up in the morning and having a particular type of cake that has to be turned. Brother Doug, you know what that cake is? What is it? Huh? It's a pancake. That's my kind of cake right there. My kind. Of, I can cook pancakes. I'm good at it. 
I love getting up and having me a big old stack of good old-fashioned pancakes for breakfast. And, I, and I, I like getting the batter. And I like having fresh fruit, maybe fresh cut-up peaches, fresh cut-up apples in that batter, and some cinnamon and all that. And, and then having some maple syrup over that big old stack, real maple syrup, not fake stuff. Uh, and, uh, and eating that up. And I learned how to, to cook those pancakes at an early age. I knew right when to, my mama taught me, incredible. I learned right when to flip them over. You, you want to know the secret? Anyone need to know the secret? Too? You watch those little bubbles. Isn't that right, Miss Ann? You watch the little bubbles. Then you take that. You, just, you, have your, you have your hot pan with some butter in it. Oh, it'll make it golden brown. You just flip that thing over. But Israel was a cake not turned. She's only cooked on one side. Now, what kind of pancake is that? When our grandkids come over, they love eating grandma's cooking. They eat so much. Gabriel, Leah, let me ask you all something this morning. What would you do if grandma, if y'all were spending out at our house and grandma told y'all that she was going to make y'all pancakes for breakfast? Would you like that? But what would you do if she poured that pancake batter in the pan and she cooked it on one side and she didn't turn it over on the other side to cook it on the other side. She just served you a pancake cooked on one side and raw on the other side. Would you like that? Would you like to eat pancakes like that? I didn't think you would. Leah, would you like pancakes like that? I didn't think you would either. How would you people like to eat pancakes that were never turned? They were golden brown on one side and raw on the other side. Nobody here would like that. That's the way Ephraim was. That's the way Israel was. They were a cake, not that cake may look golden brown and cooked to perfection on one side, but it's raw and it's yucky on the other side. A cake that's cooked on one side and raw on the other side is completely worthless. Would you agree? Completely worthless. It doesn't matter how a cake looks on one side if it's not cooked on the other side. Hence the title of the message, Half-Baked Christians. In the same way, it doesn't matter what a person is like on one side if they're not the same on the other side. Here's a kingdom truth for you this morning. A person that's partly Christian is completely unchristian. A person that is partly Christian is completely unchristian. Ephraim was a cake not turned on one side. The Israelites, Ephraim, were Abraham's seed. They were God's chosen people for the promised land. But on the other side, they were idolaters, worshiping the false gods of the nations around them. You see how that works? They were a cake not turned. One side, they're golden brown. Descendants of Abraham, those who were brought from Egypt, led across the wilderness, entered into the promised land, the inheritors of God's covenant promises on one side according to the flesh. On the other side, they're worshiping Baal, sacrificing their children, 
They were the right people with the wrong religion. A cake unturned. On one side they were great. They had the right priests, the right temple, the right scriptures. But they mixed the false doctrines and the false altars of the pagan nations around them in their temple worship. They mixed themselves with the people. They were a cake not turned. Good in one part only. A person who is a Christian on one side, but an idolater on the other side, is not a Christian at all. Suppose someone says, and I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Suppose someone says, well, I'm a Christian, but I accept other ways of thinking too. I believe there's many ways to God besides Jesus alone. I believe that, uh, uh, that uh, you know, you, you can, uh, the people on the other side of the world, they have a different religion. Well, God will accept them the religion that they choose too. But, but for me personally, I choose Jesus Christ and I, I go that way. That person's not a Christian at all. They're a cake not turned, you see? They're on one side, they seem to be right. On the flip side, they're, they're, uh, they're all raw and yucky. That person has the right religion, but the wrong doctrine. They're a cake not turned, and a half-baked cake is no cake at all. A cake like that's good for nothing. People get up, and we've seen people on talk shows, and, and we, we've seen uh, religious gurus get up and tell us that Jesus is not the only way to God, that He's just a good way to God. And again, a religion like that is a cake not turned, because the moment you say Jesus is not the only way to God, then you just denied the very claim that Jesus made. Thus, you invalidated all of His teaching, and you invalidated and you're denying the absolute necessity of the cross for the redemption of humanity. Your cake not turned. The Masonic Lodge is the same way. Yes, there may be Christians in the Masonic Lodge. I do not deny that. But the Lodge itself is a cake not turned. Instead of preaching, instead of teaching its official doctrine that Jesus is the only way, they tell people to find their own way. I know. We had a big, long meeting after church one day at a church I used to attend with members of the Masonic Lodge. Boy, the whole, the whole lodge in, in that county was really against our church because we taught the truth. And the Masons met with us. And I remember this one Mason. He said, well, we don't, tell people they need to to know Jesus we, we, we point to the, to the Bible and we tell them they find their own way because the official belief of the Masonic Lodge is that there's many ways to God that's the official belief and the pastor at the time I wasn't the pastor but I was a young believer the pastor at the time said you don't point to the Bible and tell someone to find the only way. You've got to tell them about Jesus. He says, you mean to tell me that you can't just hand a Bible to someone, they read it and find Jesus on their own? And to me, the Lord gave me that example in the Scriptures. And I said, well, remember that eunuch? He was reading a Bible. And he said, do you understand what you read? Philip asked him, the evangelist asked him. He said, how can I accept some man guide me? <laughs> I said, man, 
I don't hide my religion. I don't take a Bible and say, here, do a little investigation. Maybe you can find the truth. I'm going to take that Bible. I'm going to preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And anything other than that is a cake not turned. I'm not hiding my Jesus under a bushel. No, sir. He's a lie of the world and He needs to be set on a hill. That's why the lodge doesn't officially use the name Jesus. But the name of Hiram Abiff. Hiram Abiff. As the name for their master. Why? Because Hiram Abiff can represent whoever you choose. A lodge like that is a cake not turned. Christians don't need to belong to a cake not turned. They need to belong to the church that Jesus died for. In this church, we are a place that unapologetically tells the world there is no other light than Jesus Christ. There is no other way than the cross where He died. And there is no other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. But Jesus Christ, there's no other way you can belong to His church Unless you trust in Him alone and reject the lie that there is any other way to God but Him. The disciples that followed Jesus but then left Jesus and turned back. You remember that in the Bible? That all these disciples were following Jesus. He was feeding the 5,000. He was healing people. And boy, He had this massive crowd following Him. And then suddenly He started talking about His need to die on the cross and the blood and everything that we need to be, uh, to be saved, His blood. And suddenly all those people are like, whoa! And they went and the Bible says they left him they didn't follow him anymore do you know what those people were they left Jesus they turned back to the sacrifices of the Old Testament those people were cakes not turned they were following the right savior on one side they were golden brown they were following him for the wrong reasons on the other side they were raw and yucky they wanted the free food and medical care, but they cared nothing for the salvation He came to give them. Like Ephraim, we have many churches today that are cakes not turned. I've spoken to so many people over the years. I, I couldn't even begin to tell you how many people I've spoken to over the years. After we've had the Genesis of Jesus class, or just sitting down with them and sharing the gospel with them from start to finish. I've spoken to so many people who've said, I've spent my entire life in church. I've been in church the last 20, 30, 40 years and never had anyone explain that to me before. I've had so many people tell me that. Their churches have the right denominational endorsements. Their churches have the right social endorsements. They have a nice staff a nice building, a nice reputation. Their pastors go to the right seminaries. On one side of the cake, the church is golden brown. So people attend there. People raise their children there. They're baptized there. As time passes, they have their funerals there. But the other side of the cake has been left neglected. Isn't that sad? 
But you know what you do with the cake not turned? You, you, you pay attention to the one side and you neglect the other side. That's what Jesus was telling the, the, the uh, uh, Pharisees in so many ways. He said, well, now you got the outside of the cup clean, but the inside of the cup's dirty. Do you know what he was telling them? Your cake not turned. You're half-baked. <laughs> you, 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 you've been focusing on the outside. You've neglected the part that really matters. In churches like that, 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 that say, well, we're going to have the right building program, we're going to have the right uh, uh, children's programs, we're going to, we're going to have the, the, the big uh, 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 helicopter dump out the Easter eggs on Easter for everybody, we're going to have all, we're going to have the water slide, we're going to have a parking lot full of all kinds of, uh, 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 of rides and bounce houses for the kids, and, and we're going to have senior adult programs and, and, and uh, uh, singles programs and all this stuff. We're going to have fog and laser lights on the stage and a band and all that it's going to be golden brown. And people can go to church there. And then come to some little old podunk church. Out either in Maybank or some other part of the world. And finally for the first time understand the Old Testament. Understand the crucifixion of Christ. Understand what redemption means. They've been focusing on one side to make it golden brown. But by neglecting the gospel of Jesus Christ, the true gospel of Jesus Christ, their cake not turned. And people are born in them, live in them, function in them, die in them, and go to hell in them all the time. The other side of the cake is neglected. There's no truth in the building they attend. There's no life in the words that people hear. There's no clarity and hope in the message they preach. And these people that I've talked to, they will be the first to testify to you that the golden brown appearance of a church means nothing if its message fails to set the people free. A church like that is a cake not turned for you bite into the golden brown appearance and find what lies beneath to be inedible. When you fail to turn the cake, the other side's neglected. Israel had failed to turn that cake. They lived in the kingdom of God, but they neglected the God of the kingdom. Because of this, God said, verse 9, strangers have devoured his strength. Strangers have devoured his strength. Now you read this with me this morning and tell me that God is not pinpointing America's problem today. You tell me this is not right on time today. They're a cake not turned. They, they, they live in the kingdom of God, but they've neglected the God of the kingdom and his truth. And because of that, strangers have devoured his strength. Ephraim had mixed himself with foreigners who did not believe God's word. That, those are the strangers. And like America today, Israel thought it was best to be open-minded when it came to religion. To embrace other concepts and other people's ways of thinking. Man, I had that stuff down my throat growing up here in America. And I tell you what, I don't do that. 
Like America today, Israel thought it would be good for them to be culturally diverse. I'm all fine and good with being culturally diverse if it means that I need to eat, you know, uh, Indian food or Mexican food or Italian food or, or, or appreciate other people's traditions. I'm all fine with that. But I'm not fine with being culturally diverse when it comes into accepting their ways of thinking concerning eternal matters, concerning the things of God, concerning how we got here. I'm not fine with that at all. But America is, and Israel was. They thought it would be good to see how other people thought and other people outside their country did things and to adopt some of those ways for themselves as we've done. America used to celebrate itself as a melting pot. And I remember hearing that thinking, how foolish. It wasn't a melting pot that made you successful. America has done this and has destroyed our country. Americans foolishly bought into the idea that it is better to be culturally diverse nation than a Christian nation. And you know what I say? It, 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 almost, it almost makes me want to cringe when I say that. It almost makes me want to check myself when I say that. Do you know why? Because we've been so programmed in this country to not say things like that. To not be offensive. Listen. The cross of Jesus Christ is offensive. It's offensive. When Jesus came, they crucified him because he was offensive. He said, I am the only way. You are wrong. This is right. The Bible says he taught them as one that had authority. That's what they thought. You know, we'd rather be a culture-diverse nation than a Christian nation. And, and now we have leaders in Washington because we thought that who hate Jews and Christians. We foolishly thought that we could enrich ourselves by entering into a league with godless nations. Like China. Communist China who rejects the notion that there is a God in who persecutes the saints who live among them. China persecutes the church. So, oh, well, they have a church. Oh, they got a government church. Just like they have a government news programs. You disappear in China? Nah, oh, well, on to the next story. We won't even talk about that. And you go to the government sanctioned church there in China, and you're not going to hear that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to him but by man. You're not going to hear it. It's better to obey God rather than man. You're not going to hear those things. And if you uh, go to a church like that in China that believes the truth, they're, they're the underground church for a reason. But we thought, you know, we can enrich ourselves if we make a league with a godless nation like China and we start trading with them and we start partnering with them God told Israel, don't make a league with those nations. He said, don't do it. I'll take care of you. I'll supply your need. I'll keep you strong. I'll make you militarily and financially and agriculturally independent. Don't make a, knee, a, a league with these godless nations and think that somehow you can better yourself. 
But that's what we did. We thought we could enrich ourselves to make a league with nations like China and allowing people to live among us who reject American sovereignty and Christianity. We had people of Chinese descent last week. Perhaps you saw this in the news. Who we let into our nation's military because we don't want to be offensive. And what did they do? Well, they sold our nation's military secrets to China, the place they're from. How foolish we've been. We have given our wealth to China, our secrets to China, our allegiance to China. And we placed our hope in China to supply us with our needs. Our own foolish president is a puppet for China, a nation that openly rejects God. And now, with a flip of a switch, China, strangers, can shut off our medical supply, our products, and so many other things that we depend on. God said, Ephraim, you mixed yourself with the people. Now your cake not turned, and strangers have devoured your strength. You tell me that doesn't describe us today. It's exactly what we've done. Like Israel, we have made our bed with godless strangers, and strangers have devoured our strength, and they're continuing to devour our strength. God said, strangers have devoured Ephraim's strength. Look back in your text, and he knoweth it not. Israel had no clue that it was no longer the military and financial powerhouse that it once was when God was blessing them. They had no clue. They thought they had managed to compromise their faith and at the same time still retain their strength. And they knew not that the strangers they loved and got in bed with and made a league with had devoured their strength. They were not their friends. God said, look back in your text, yea... Gray hairs are here and there upon him. You talking about incredible description here. Here's the description. I remember the first time I saw a gray hair on me. It was a little traumatic. I was in the restroom at church, not here. I was in the restroom at church, and I had, I had uh, some most beautiful blonde whiskers you'd ever lay eyes on. Beautiful, Brother Doug. And I'm washing my hands in the bathroom at church. And I look and I thought, oh, I got some toothpaste right here on my chin. And I got some water and I started doing it right there and doing it right there. And it would come off. And I look closer and I, man, that's gray hair. It's harder to see it on blonde hair because blonde and gray is a little close. It's easier to see with my wife's. Hers is black. Gray coming in. But you see, here's what happens. Here's the idea. I never knew that hair was there. It snuck up on me. And God says, gray hairs are here and there upon him. He doesn't know it. The idea is this slick back, handsome man with this dark black hair, feeling good, feeling eternally youthful, feeling strong and proud and very secure. He doesn't realize there's some gray hairs popping up in his head. He hadn't seen them yet. He hasn't realized, Israel hasn't realized that its nation is beginning 
to unravel. She thinks that she's still the mighty powerhouse she always was. Still the young, strong man that it always was. And the truth is, the gray hairs are sneaking up. Brother Luke here and I, uh, when uh, I was in between churches one time, I attended church with Brother Luke because his, his dad was a pastor and that's where he met Allison. And what a blessing that was. And do you remember, Brother Luke, when we would pull up at the church and you and I would race to the front? Do you remember that? That was great, man. That was great. Th- there was this front porch and had a bunch of steps like that and it was elevated up to this front porch and then you'd enter into the front door of the church. And I would see Luke and Allison pull up about the same time I pulled up, my family. And I'd think, I'm not going to let Luke beat me into that church. I'd take off running. I'd run, I'd run, and I would bypass the steps. The steps were in the middle right in the front door. And there was this big old uh, cement porch up here. I would bypass the steps and I'd just go whoop and jump right up there on that porch. And I'd beat them in. Beat them in. Beat them like a stepchild in. If I saw Luke today at that same church, I would say, Luke, go ahead. (laughs) I wouldn't even try it today because I'd probably trip and fall. As, As young men, those of you who now have a full head of gray hair, You all know what I'm talking about when suddenly one day you try to do something you've always done your whole life with vigor and suddenly you realize it's a little more difficult or it's actually impossible now to do. And you finally have to give in to the fact that I can't do that anymore or I can't do it as easy as I used to, not without injuring myself or something. He said, that's the way Israel is right now. Gray hairs are here and there upon him. Look back in your text. Yet he knoweth it not. He doesn't know. And that's so sad because that's what happened to the nation. Israel didn't know better. They they had sold their strength to their enemies. To the godless nations around them whom they loved. It's great when when you're in Washington and you're getting enriched by the enemy. And you're making compromises with the enemy. And you're thinking, we're successful. We're still the most powerful nation in the world. And, 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 and we can still do everything we've ever done. Yet we're getting all this money from all these people. And, and, uh, and everything's okay. And it's not. They didn't know their strength had gone until it was too late. American leaders are no different today. They think they're still the most powerful nation on earth. They think they're just as strong and capable as ever before. But we've watched. When COVID happened, we watched just how unstable, how fast our nation can become just like that. The godless strangers we love had devoured our strength. America's God has gone out. And her gray hairs have come in. And she knows it not. We have become good for nothing. We are a cake not turned. And until we turn back, 
wholeheartedly to God and repent of our sins and get God back in our nation again, the gray hairs will keep on coming, the cake will still be worthless, and the strangers will eat us up. And with that, we'll close. And God willing, we'll get back into the next verse next Sunday morning. God willing, we'll see uh, most of you here Wednesday night for a midweek service. Father, we thank you so much for your precious word. Lord, the analogies that you give us in the Bible are so vivid. And they're, they're so uh, uh, um, closely resembling, Lord, our nation today. And Father, I pray, I know, dear Lord God, that the world's going to get worse and worse before Jesus comes. But Lord, I pray for our leaders as you've commanded us to pray. I pray for wisdom for them. I pray for repentance in our land. I pray, Lord, while the, the light is growing darker in our land, that the Christians will continue to grow brighter in that darkness holding forth the word of light. Lord, please don't let us uh, be affected by the thinking of this world around us to be apprehensive about telling the truth as it really is and to let people know that you are the only way. God, help us to stand strong that we may be as lights that shine in this dark world. We ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. We pray for mercy upon our land.